Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, good evening, good day, wherever you're around the world. Welcome to this week's Spurs show. Thank you so much for joining us. Lots to talk about tonight. Let's first welcome my guests, two gentlemen making their debut. Firstly, from the Evening Standard, Jason Collins here. Hello. Hello. Nice to see you. Lovely to be here. Thank, Thank you, you for inviting me. An absolute pleasure. Thanks for making it. And secondly, a man I've known for a long, long time, a wonderful footballer in his day. That day was about May the 8th, 1995. Simon Schaefer's here. Nice to be here, Michael. Yeah? Nice as I told Mike, you I'd get you on. Michael the Cat. Yeah, that's he, we used to play or Dra- Or Dracula. <laughs> Didn't like coming for crosses. Exactly. Still don't. And finally, a gentleman who's been on the show before, but not with me, is when Theo was here, from uh, the GB Olympics team, Tim Ellerton returns. Nice to see you again. Thank I think you. some context, work for the team, not in the team. Yeah, Big yeah, difference. Yeah, Big, yeah. And anyone... Is it the hun- if, if this was being videoed, you knew exactly why. <laughs> yeah. We work for the team. <laughs> when is the next Team GB event? I've no idea. When's the next Olympics? This summer. Oh, is it? In Tokyo, yeah. Oh, to- oh nice. Yeah. So you, go, you get out there? We'll have a little, little nice. gander out there, hopefully, yeah. Nice, nice, nice place to go. Yeah, I hope so. Should be good. Very nice. Right, well, obviously, in tonight's show, we're going to look back at the extraordinary match against Manchester City, and then we'll discuss uh, tomorrow's FA Cup replay against Southampton and uh, probably a few other bits and pieces. So let's start with... Um, was it Sunday? Sunday, wasn't it? Sunday's game, we played Manchester City and beat them 2-0. Um, most people, Simon, before the game, were you like most Spurs fans, thinking they would probably get spanked today? No, that was, no, I wasn't, I wasn't. I wasn't quite sure where Manchester City were rather than where we are. Uh, I don't know whether they've thrown the towel in or... Uh, I, I've, I actually was... Confident in a funny way, and I felt it was a bit like the Champions League game where it was a bit make sure we don't get beat, make sure we're still in the game mm. after 60 minutes, and then after 60 minutes, see where we are from there. And obviously, the, ch- the sanding off the penalty I felt changed the whole atmosphere of the ground. 
suddenly you got the crowd going, didn't it? Suddenly it got the crowd going. I felt the crowd were very quiet. They built the Champions League. Yeah. They, yeah. The Champions League suddenly, was really early on. Suddenly the, the penalty, penalty, wasn't it? The, the penalty changed the game, and then obviously with the incident, not the foul with Sterling, but the the tumble, the dive, call it mm. what you like, and then suddenly the crowd were up, and and suddenly at half time the gods were with us, mm. and uh, everyone's and then, and they're sending off sort of. Like, I oh we you know this this could be interesting if we play our cards right and then mm. that fifteen minute or twelve minute spell two goals are sending off suddenly different ball game yeah so it, it's nice Jason the fact that you know we there's been so many games where almost what Man City I mean the amount of times we've seen Tottenham dominate a game and miss yep. chances only to lose. I mean, was it under Mourinho last year when was Wembley lost? Was it 1-0 to Man United? When we absolutely Solskjaer. murdered Solskjaer. them. Oh, with Solskjaer, yeah. sorry. Absolutely murdered them, lost 1-0, and you're like, whatever. And it's very rarely kind of works in our favour. I think it was one of those games where if City was still playing, they wouldn't have scored. And I think um, Sanchez's uh, header against the crossbar yeah. probably proved that. Um, you know, I, I, I think... You know, City did pass us to death for, for large parts mm. of that game. If they got a couple of um, couple of goals in the first half, then I think we could have been in, in some serious trouble as we yeah. have been in, in the games against the other big teams this year. But, you know, they stuck at it and they mm. rode their luck and, and they worked hard. And, you know, I've said on more than one occasion to my junior football team, you know, you work hard and good things happen. Mm. Um, and, you know, whether it was Mourinho's... Uh, absolute game plan to wait and hopefully get one of their sent off I'm not entirely sure but you know we took full advantage and, and as I say they worked hard and they, they took the two chances to what we only had three attempts on goal yeah. scored two of them yeah. thank you very much I mean Tim we'll go into the individual yeah. moments of the game in a minute but generally I thought the first half generally the thing was frustrating me and it's frustrating me a lot this season we just don't know how to hold on to the ball I know with Pochettino we played a certain style pass back forwards Mourinho likes to get the ball forward yeah. quickly but the problem with that is we don't hold on to the ball and the amount of times we gave the ball back to Man City in the first half was really frustrating yeah I agree I think that, that I said that to uh, actually to my wife to her first game at New Stadium is that, try was to the say first that, game? Oh, that nice. her point to her but she didn't right. quite get it but anyway <laughs> but the, the, the point was you know we were giving the ball away too much and that is Something that needs to get addressed. Also, thought it's quite, quite amusing. Obviously, Hugo's been out for a long time, and you see him trying to pass out from the back, which just isn't the Mourinho way, is it? Yeah. And I think maybe some message got through because he then started lumping it forward. Mm. That's all very well, but uh, he's lumping it forward to Lucas Moura, who's about yeah. five foot three. So, yeah. yeah, that that is. I know we've spoken on the people have spoken on the show many times, and it will come up again over the next few weeks until Kane's back. Mm. That is an ongoing concern, not only just uh, not retaining the ball but then we're, if we're going to play the long ball forward who's actually going to win a header yeah. or a knockdown to ensure we get who's possession who's then running on exactly. to, to, to get the ball but when it's going to individual moments then uh, I mean before the potential Sterling red card Aguero hit the post Sanchez awful pass out to yeah. Feds to one of their players Aguero won you know was between our two centre backs at the time I just thought he hit the post on the replays Luis got a foot to it which is a good save yeah. a bit lucky there but then the red card, I mean, personally, in real time, I didn't think it was a sending off. I almost didn't think it was a, a, a yellow card in real time. It, but, but, but how did you see it? Hard to see from where I sit. Uh, obviously, when you see it afterwards, in the current climate, it is a red card. 
Is that because other like Aubameyang yeah, got yeah, done for Aubameyang something similar? Got, but in my opinion, it's not a red card right. because I don't think there was any intent right at all. Yes, it wasn't it, out of control yeah, either. It wasn't out of control. Um, I, I felt that if the incident had, had taken place where by the side, not by the side of the pitch, but by where the, it was actually right in the middle of the pitch, and I think mm. the referees get influenced very much by the crowd. Yes. So yeah, if the point. incident had been in the corner, it where off. in the in the south stand, yeah. suddenly mm. 20,000 people get up off their seats, and suddenly, yeah. oh, the referee thinks, oh, something's happened here. Mm. I mean, why he didn't do what the guy from the Crystal Palace game uh, on mm. Saturday, where he went over to the monitor and have a look himself, and he changed his mind again. But in fairness to the ref, he yeah. saw it. And gave a yellow. Yeah. I you mean, know, and it was yes, only then... Uh, yes, uh, looking at it afterwards, then it was a red card. But in my opinion, there was no intent. Mm. Yes, he was late, but it wasn't... It didn't... You know, I've seen Deli Alley When De- Deli Alley done De Bruyne mm. at Manchester City when we got beaten 4-1 on a Saturday night, he had lost it, Deli. And it was absolutely... How the referee didn't send him off, I don't mm. know. He, But... You know, but it's the intent, and hmm. I personally wouldn't have sent him off. But Jason, the, the, the weird thing is that the ref has seen something, immediately gives a yellow, presumably with VAR. Someone at Stotley Park goes, we want to have a look at it. Yep. Game stops. All of us in the crowd are now going, he's given a yellow. Oh, it's now it comes up, could be a red. And you're all going, well, we just saw that. And there wasn't many people there going, it's a red, it's a red, it's a red. Only in slow motion. I think You're then waiting... And then it's just, why don't they just, the, the fact that in the old days, if a ref, had, it was only when a ref hadn't given a yellow card or didn't see anything, retrospectively you could go back and go, he didn't see it, here's a yellow, here's a red. But surely you could argue the rule should be, I saw it, I gave a yellow, that's the end of it. This VAR thing is just getting ridiculous. Why, we, why have we even got refs on the pitch? Well, this is it. I mean, they are sort of interfering far too much and obviously we'll, um, we'll get to the penalty later, but... You know, I was I was watching it on TV and um, in fast time, you know, I just thought it was a foul. Mm. Gave the yellow, you sort of thought, okay, you must have been a little bit late. Um, uh, it's a real old cliche where the pundits come out that it always looks worse on mm. slow motion, um, you know, but you sort of see Delhi's ankle ankle mm. turn. Um, and you're thinking if, if they're looking at that, then, you know, it could be a red. But I, I think, you know... Maybe it might have been a sort of, you know, mid-orange at best. Mm, um, yeah. You know, if, if he'd gone, the City fans would have been in absolute uproar. Mm. As it was, he didn't go. And, you know, we were all a bit upset, mm. particularly Jose. Tim, let, let's it, go to the sec- it, second one. You've got a so I was just inconsistency, go. isn't it? That's yeah. the, but that's just a whole different podcast around. Because you, mm. you look at mm. Son against Chelsea. Yeah. And he gets yep. the red. And yeah, then absolutely. Sterling gets the yellow. Yeah. And, how you know, that how is that different? Exactly. You know, the Aubameyang, it's a very similar yeah. incident for him at, was it, Palace, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And that was a red... And this was, which was not. So I think that's, yeah. that, that's what we're all frustrated by. And if it was one, consistent, it wouldn't be so much of an issue. Was, was it the Palace? There was the, yeah, was it, yeah, there was the Sheffield United one where he was sent off and then brought back, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the, well. yeah. But yeah. the guy, the referee, went and looked at the monitor yeah. and didn't have to rely on yeah. someone else. But as I said, it's, it's all about where, where the incident takes place. Yeah. It was right bang in the middle mm. of the pitch. Yeah. And uh, I just think that affects mm. it because the crowd, most of the crowd, Saw it as a foul, but didn't see it as a. No, I certainly I, didn't. I no, saw that. I, obviously, no, I, no, I saw the foul, and I thought, yeah, that's a foul. And I yeah. thought, okay, well, yeah. about players' reactions. I didn't yeah. see yeah, yeah, yeah. that many. And also, I also, I also yeah. think it's also if you get foul by someone you know, 
and who's your... I know you get on the pitch, but... They're mates that for him, mates. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's why, just going back to the Sterling, when he got... He dived, got tripped, whatever you call it, for the after the penalty. Hugo is a very laid-back guy. He's got mm. no emotions, Hugo mm. Lloris. And when he lost it, knowing from watching him, don't know him personally, but knowing, I thought, he's dived. Mm. Because Hugo would not do that. He never does that. He's a very cold... Calm yeah. guy, you know, and he just absolutely lost his temper. Well, let's get to that in a minute because before that yeah. was the actual penalty itself. Yeah. Uh, Jason, you know, again, at the time again from where, where you are, and we know, we know Oreo rushes in. Yep. Yes, he shouldn't have dived in. He was on the wrong side. Shouldn't have gone in. It was, and the ref didn't give it. The ref immediately went no. He did the ball motion. He's yep. played the ball. Then we had this farce as over two minutes, the game continued. And then someone again has gone, you should bring this back, bring this back. So for that to happen, it should be an absolute stonewall penalty, whereby it is a clear and obvious error. And then when you watch it back at first of the game, when you listen to the pundits on TV, yep. oh yeah, it's a penalty, penalty. Watch it again. It's not. Yes, it's clumsy. But you see, I, I assumed he'd trodden on his foot, hadn't, and he dives. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we all, though, when, when Aurea dived in, um, we all had that creepy feeling we, down, down inside, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. How many times have we seen it? You know, and, and the longer it went on, you're thinking, oh, we, we, we may have got away with this. Yeah. You know, I think Mike Dean's defence, you know, he called it um, as a tackle because the ball actually shoots it looked sort like of the, left. Yeah, so that's, right. that's what they're sort of taught, yeah. taught, taught to watch the... Um, Watch the flight of the ball there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think after two minutes and, you know, you can look at various different angles and, and make your mind up either way. Um, I think I already probably got done on reputation as well. Mm. You know, Kevin Friend, the VAR, mm-hmm. probably sat there and thought, well, you know, he's always, he's always diving in. So that may have counted against him. But, you know, it was absolutely ridiculous that mm. it went on that long. You know, if, I mean, if uh, VAR believes it, then they, they should be able to cut in a lot but, quicker than that. But technically, that. Tim, if we'd gone down the other end and scored... That, that would have been yeah. chalked off. The yep. celebration yeah. would have gone. It's killing right. football. Yeah. It's killing football mm. in the stadium more than anywhere. Watching at home, you kind of yeah. you sit there with your bag of crisps and your beer, and you're like, it's sort of part of football and TV now. But in the stadium, it's killing it. Well, it's, I think it's a sad state of affairs when a goal scored and you're thinking, you know, am I going to celebrate this to the same yeah. extent yeah. as I would normally because it could right. be called off? And that's yeah. a, that for me is why you go to football: the mm. bulge of the net, the mm. moment. And that's been taken away. And I think it's, it's farcical that football, if you look at the other sports who have brought in, you know, video ref and analysis, whatever you want to call it, tennis, mm. cricket, rugby, rugby league, both, rug, both codes of rugby done it for a long time. The sport's better for it. Mm. And football is the only sport, it just, it isn't. But why is there currently. such teething problems? Because, because I think they've gone too far. I think they've tried to do everything. They're trying to do, yeah. uh, you know, retrospective incidents. They're trying yeah. to do uh, red cards, yellow cards. They just keep it with a few things to start exactly. with, see how it is works. Is it offside? We're, we're trialling it. In the biggest... been, exactly. Was something awful happened, sending off and all that? Yeah. And it's, we're, we're, it's too much. Absolutely right. And, and then the other thing, again, from the actual physical penalty, which again, in real time, no one sees, only after, oh, Luis came off his line slightly. But VAR can't pull that back. Thank God in our thing. But, yeah. but why not? What was the yeah. difference? Agreed. I mean, Bizarre. I, and I think the problem with VAR is not so much the techno- technology. You've still got a human looking at it. And that, right. again, goes back to that point of maybe, you know, the referee should be far more encouraged to go over and have a look at these but, screens. But but, because, you know, you're getting these inconsistent calls. But again, but this is it. Again, it should be like cricket, whereby 
you've got to overrule the umpire. Mm. Has he made yeah. a big mistake? Would it have just possibly hit the wick or yeah. whatever? So he should have looked at that and gone, mm, oh, I think he, his knee might have brushed against him. He's gone down. Yeah. Difficult to tell. The ref has said he thought he played the ball. It, it should be, in that respect, it should be, all right. And again, it should be, everyone should hear this. I think he might have nicked him, but it's not, you have not made a clear and obvious error. Therefore, the referee's original decision stands, no penalty. And everyone, Wee! and that would be the end of it. I think that's a big issue. I think they need to put it on the screen and they need to see, yeah. hear the dialogue. You see yeah, that in rugby. I agree you, hear that, you hear the dialogue between the ref and the, the TMO. They have crazy. a conversation. Has he touched it down? Has he put it on the line? Whatever the rules are. Why don't they? I don't understand why they don't. Are they scared of riots? I think, what? They're, I think yes. they're, they're scared of their own shadows. But the big thing for me, I think you're trialling it in the biggest product in world football. I know I work in the sports industry, if you will, but to trial it in that, we should be, with respect, trialling it in League Two or the conference or whatever. Absolutely. We shouldn't be trialling it in this in this league where the stakes yeah. are that high. That high. Um, yeah, being absolutely. relegated. And even Champions League, we were big beneficiaries of that last season. Yeah. Well, with City, ironically. Yeah. But that came down to the referee going on the side. And the Premier League haven't embraced that. I find that, you know, that's what's killing it. Well, you said they haven't embraced it, but they should have done it. The monitor's there and it should be doing it. And I don't mind the offside so much. Going back to that Man City Champions League, it was right. No one saw at the time, but yes, it was technically right. Correct. And I don't mind the offsides. I mean, I felt sorry for Pookie Norwich away with yeah. his, sh- his yeah. and the Sheffield United player, the Sheffield United yeah. one, and then build. I wasn't that even was like, his sc- yeah. excuse me, scored the goal. But if, but fans can accept that because technically, yes. But when it comes to penalties, was it or wasn't it? What's the point of having a referee if you can have someone in miles away going, well, I'm going to decide or not? Why is the ref? The ref should just be doing nothing and going VAR. Please check. Yep. Without even making a decision. But I think the refs are it's nervous pointless. now. They don't. You know, yeah. I'm a Mike. Uh, what's his name? Mike. Mike Dean. He loves a. Yeah. He loves the everyone looking at him. Ironically, yeah. for a lot of them, I think they're very scared to make decisions that and the linesman that last season and seasons before they would make. Mm. But they're petrified now of the reaction. I think Mike Dean is also coming to the end of his. Oh yeah. Natural life. Not. I heard it here first. He's the senior ref on the tour, so yeah. it's his, probably his last mm. season. While you get someone like. Um, Madley, who's mm. 35, 36, he's got, was it 50 you uh, have to retire from mm. referee? Yep. Right. 50, I think it is, they retire right. you. Oh, well. Uh, which is, I, I still think is too young. Yeah, but, absolutely. But 50 is the cutoff date. And someone like Madley, 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 Madley's David Ellery and yeah. Yeah. Mad- Madley's, Madley's yeah. about yeah. 36. Right. Um, and he's got 15 years ahead of him. So mm. he might be, at well, as I said to you, um, Dean is, is probably this is his, might be I think this is his last yeah, season possibly. I think possibly I'll be and waving then, him goodbye and then the actual penalty then Gunawan took it not Aguero bit bizarre but obviously you could say Aguero's missed one of the Champions League yeah. at the same ground a good save wasn't the best of penalties but then Hugo does what <laughs> we hate rush of blood rushed out there was two there was two defenders there who but fair enough he went for it and again at the time. My instant reaction was, yeah. it's a pen. Mine's yeah. he, he's Absolutely got him. He's right. got him. He's just yeah. caught him. Yeah. He's just caught him. It was only then when you went back, you went, but where? Where's he caught him? Mm. He's running. And, and you could argue Sterling's momentum, bang, took him down. Yeah. Or was he thinking, I'm going to go near this body and then just go down and dive? I think it's you know. all... Um, uh, Hugo was right to go for the ball. His, he was pumped. Yeah. He'd made a, a save, great save, not a great save. Who cares as long as he mm. kept it out? Any penalty save is a good mm. save. Um, and he just 
his body was pumped and he went for it because that's one of his strengths. Yeah. His reactions to getting up and he's one of the quickest mm. goalkeepers. So mm. he went for it. I personally think it, I can't see it from where I was, but... It would have been a sick nerf after oh, save. Yeah. It and you know he would have scored it. Yeah. it sick I had that flashback of Gomez. Do you remember Gomez oh. did it at White Hart Lane? Yes. Many years yeah. ago. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I just think it was... Uh, he didn't touch him and he just went... Well, he didn't dive. Mm. But, I don't think he did, but on the touchline, I mean, it's, it's the sort of the meme of the it? year, That's Sacramento, Mourinho, like yeah. this old double act, <laughs> but coming back and going, whatever, then him one of them going, well, but he's been booked, he's been booked before. Oh, yeah, it was it. just beautiful. It's and any Spurs shots. fan who's still divided about Mourinho... Uh, oh, I couldn't agree more. Come on, I look at that, that. That's just beautiful. That's passion. That's that is what we want from him, yeah, right? Absolutely. And a friend of mine said that, that to me when he signed, you know, if, whether he likes Mourinho or not, I think he's absolutely spot on with the comment he made was brilliant was it we're going to get Mourinho let's get full blown Mourinho absolutely. let's get let's get gobbing <laughs> off at rest let's get sliding on his Prada suit down the touchline let's get ignoring the media all of that and I can see it starting to come through that kind of charm offensive over the first couple of months seems to have there's a bit of it there and rightly so because I think he needed it and the club need to do that because we need to maintain what we had under Poch and not be not be a moaning Arsenal or Chelsea or whatever mm. but he's definitely bringing in some of the stuff that made him the winner that he is and yeah. I think that can only help and the yeah. players see it yeah. the players will react to the way he I behaves agree. he doesn't take stuff lightly and Poch love him as we do he didn't get in faces of fourth officials enough he not didn't at get all. In the and also the this season he barely got up yeah well sat there exactly. you know, there was that as well you know and everyone loved Poch you could see that, that all the managers when they greeted him mm. before the game it was like a loving yeah. every manager Love yeah, yeah, punch yeah, with yeah, the cuddles yeah. and yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, he was a lovable guy. Jose people aren't too sure. Yeah, but anyway. Know. So uh, anyway, so, so also the first half, Aguero had a, a good chance as well. We went in, you know, it was as you just said, great, got in nil nil, and then second half, obviously the the setting off made the difference. And let's talk about some individual performances. Hugo Lloris, uh, I thought, was one of his most commanding performances as a Spurs keeper not just the save he came for the crosses a couple of times held them well you felt that to me is the difference in him and Gazaninga you can feel the defenders mm. in front of him feeling more confident if that makes sense you can just feel oh, it. it you know you, you just feel that they know he's there he's class and, he's world class just player. yes he's made some ricks don't get yeah, me wrong yeah, sure, the one that got him injured against Norwich was it Norwich or Brighton away Brighton oh, yeah. awful but he's obviously come back hopefully stronger, Jason. And I, I thought that was one of his better performances in, in, in a while. Yeah, I mean, you know, people, people talk about the um, Aguero hitting the post and, you know, it gets that little touch. Mm. That's not luck, you know. He knows what he's doing and, and he's put his body in that Jennings position. Jennings-like. Jennings yeah. is good and, as feet. You know, and the longer the game went on again, you just felt so much more secure. Because mm. there, there were people who were beginning to question how much longer we had with Lloris. Yeah. And there were even some people saying that Gazaniga should actually be yeah. maybe considered as number one. I think um, Sunday absolutely blew that mm. out of the water. And what do you think about Harry Winks? Again, there was a thing on one, I didn't watch one of the sport programs before, and, you know, England and what kind of player is he and this and that and that. And he's not great roving forward. But again, I thought that was one of Winks' better performances. I he thought he was absolutely well. majestic. I there thought was he... energy. He didn't give the ball away that I can remember. No, no. I'm sure he did, but not in, a, in bad not areas. Exactly. And again, and again, as, as you mentioned at the top of the show, little things like that, it gets the crowd up. It gets the crowd yeah. going, doesn't it? I thought Winks, was, that was one of his best performances. Yeah. You know, stupid were knocked him. But that was fantastic. There's a couple others as well. I thought, you know, 
Aurier, I almost feel like I should apologise. I mm. sat in this room three months ago and said he should never wear a Spurs shirt again. Well, and I don't have. think people disagree, that many people disagreed. But fair play. You know, yes, he's still a liability. Uh, Jay's absolutely right. But... Uh, you know, I thought he had one of his better games against mm. difficult, difficult opposition. I mean, we um, kept, I mean, him and sort of Winks. You think that we sort of kept De Bruyne pretty yeah, quiet yeah, in the grand scheme. Incredible games, compared to how De Bruyne has absolutely ripped yeah. apart other teams. I thought we handled him pretty well. Absolutely. And the other player I want to mention that again didn't get mentioned that much. We mentioned obviously before in the show Tanganga. Excellent. Not a left back, but again, apart from there was one little error. Oh, there was the moment the awful Miss Gunnar one, him and Luis. That was only Luis' error. Yeah, ran out, they bumped into yeah, each other. Happen. That was the one error. And there was something in the first half when he stuttered and someone went round him. But apart from that, he was, he how was, short? How old is he? 20, is it? 20. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what, incredibly what short I performance. What I can't understand is that Pochettino was great for bringing kids through. And he played in the preseason tournament. And, but, when he came in for the Liverpool game, everyone went, who? What? Who? Yeah. Who, who, who is this guy? I, I, I actually followed a lot of the younger teams anyway to see who's coming through. Right. Um, but Not actual stalking. No, just like, no, no. Not that through their bins. But I do watch yeah. who comes through and who right. doesn't come through and who gets released and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But he was, he was outstanding. He had Mahrez mm. in his pocket. Yeah. I thought yeah. He was absolutely... Excellent. Mm. He was aggressive. He's quick. I'm not saying he's the best footballer in the world, mm. as in, but as a, he very much reminds me of the guy at Chelsea. Same build, the Tamore. Right. Same build. Very quick. Uh, very strong in the air, and reads the game well. Mm. Um, I, I think he'll be a centre half. Mm. I was going to say, I, what, I what is his best position? I think, it, I think it's yeah. right back, centre half. Center half but they've obviously got played well in all of them. He's definitely a centre-half, 100% centre-half. Yeah. Obviously, the problem we've got at the moment is we haven't got a left-back. Well, Dave, Davis, Davis is back. Is back. Davis is I like Davis, right. but he's not, to me, he's not a top four. He's someone no. who can come in and do a job. He's steady and all steady that. Steady Eddie, Ben yeah. Davis. Not gonna give which is so good for a full-back. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll work to what Mourinho wants to do, obviously, with Aurier, effectively mm. trying to hide Aurier as, uh, as a defender yeah. by mm. pushing him a little bit up and, and, bringing the, and keeping the left-back Back. But just going back to Tanganga, I think the other thing that we've, you know, that you can't praise him highly enough, you know, he's on his wrong side. Yeah. And, yeah. He's up, and he was mm. up against A. Mares and then B. Um, Silva. Two incredibly tricky players, yeah. mm. you know, who, you know, with most right footed players playing at left back, they would have absolutely skinned. And he, he just, yeah. you know, he just managed the game mm. so brilliantly and particularly so young as well. Yeah. And there was other times, you know, when if he, if he had the opportunity, he'd, he'd burst forward and cause, cause City yeah. a few problems as well, trying yeah. to do the overload. So I thought he was brilliant. Let, sorry, Simon. Let, let, let's talk about the second half just after this very, very short break. And we're back from that short break. Before we, we continue with the Man City chat in the second half, a few bits of business. Don't forget, you can become a Spurs Show season ticket holder for just £10 a month. You and a mate can get to all our monthly events. We had a brilliant one on Friday with Ozzy Ardiles and Paul Miller, which was filmed as part of the Amazon Prime documentary series on the club. Um, so that was a great night. Thanks for everyone coming along. Our next one is February the 25th with uh, a player who's played for Tottenham for 14 years, John Pratt, and trust me, he's, he's a character himself. Great stories. And then March 31st, we've got Norman Giller, the author. He's got a new book coming out, Shooting Spurs, looking at all the 17 players who scored over 100 goals 
for Spurs. So that's going to be a fascinating night. And uh, he'll be selling copies of the book. And also, if you like the podcast and you want to get sort of daily news news service from us and match reports and interviews with ex-players and lots of documentary series, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show and support us with that. Right, so the second half we came out um, and I'm just, you know, apart from the, it was almost like some, when that Gundogan missed that sort of sterling bad pass, when that went over the bar, everyone there went, we can win this. (laughs) We can win this. Something can happen here because they've missed some sitters. Yeah, it was just, like, it was a 15-minute period where the whole game changed and sort of once we went... And the corner, but even the corner from the setting off when Winks got it, yeah. one of the worst... What was he doing the corner? Yeah, who, was he, not, who was he trying to find? I wasn't quite sure what they were doing. I don't know who was trying there to was find. somebody on the edge of the box. But, but a I mean, long was way away. Yeah, like, a long way like, away. It was like Winks read it like a book. Yeah. yeah. You could see what was going to go on. It was a badly placed part. But it was obviously Winks, rather than get the ball and look and pass, he just went. Mm, and yeah. that's, that's now the confidence in the players. That is what Winks has got to do more. Yeah, Because over absolutely. 15 yards, he's very quick. Yeah. He's not a Sissoko, can yeah. put the ball up in his own penalty area and run 70 yards with the ball, get you up the pitch. Yeah, he beat one man, didn't he? He beat two men. Yeah, well, yeah she the beat second, well, took the second one took him out. And, uh, but that is what he's excellent at. Mm. Uh, but the second half was, was apart from the Gunda one chance, and there was mm. another one where there was a misunderstanding, mm. uh, I felt Tottenham were actually defended fantastically yeah well I mean really. after, after Jason after, after setting off it wasn't much further than we got the goal well, let's talk about Steve Berg Bergwine I like calling him Steve Weinberg because it's uh, <laughs> to, to swap him over Stevie Weinberg uh, the new Jewish player Ethiopian Jew or something I don't know um, when you look at the goal that he scored he kind of set it up he was in the corner he won the ball he won, yeah, yeah. He won, won the, the original corner, corner. Yeah. he won the corner and then it made me laugh again, not being picked up by anyone. The Carl Walker clearance was the Walker Shocking. clearance yeah. that yeah. we saw for many, many years yeah. in Spurs shirt. Yeah. Just many, doesn't yeah. really go out. But then again, and again at the time, because it happened so quick, you don't notice it, but again, I mean, I'm sure like most Spurs fans, you've watched the goal 50 times since Sunday. The little chip pass for Mora. Because at, at, at first, I, went, that at first I thought it was like a miss kick. Did you think yeah. he meant I thought it was a miss kick. I don't think No, no. watch it no, again. He did. He watch did. it again. He, he meant it. Yeah. And that so. was gorgeous. Yeah. And just, I can't remember the last time a Spurs player, certainly on his debut, has scored a goal like that. The way he's chested it down. Almost cuddled it, it, it didn't one he? movement, found the gap, yeah. the only place where the keeper was unsighted. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, and again, you talk about the new stadium and, and the new stadium having to create new memories. That was one of them. I think absolutely, because, because of what it then set up. But, um, you know, just going back a, a half a step, um, you know, it was Winx's ball in uh, that put Walker in all sorts of trouble as well. Yeah. I mean, that was an yes. absolute <laughs> peach. Yeah. And yes, while Walker didn't deal with it, he was put in a position mm. not to deal with it. Um, but, you know, I, I think, well, looking at Mora, you know, as I say, I don't think anyone else apart from Mora saw that ball. And, and as I say, it, it was almost like Bergwin cuddled it, didn't he? Yeah. And he took off even before that ball that was, was, was anywhere thing. near. Yeah, he started it was, running. He, he, he he just, thank you very much. He like, as he hit it, he yep. wheeled away. Yep. Yeah. And that was great. And the other thing then, Tim, which again, all Spurs fans, certainly of a certain age, can just go, you know, we need to get a second. We need to get a oh, second. Yeah. We can't yeah. sit back. Mourinho like from years gone by when he'll shut up shop. That's it. No, we can't do it. And I think they were obviously a bit shell-shocked, but then the confidence in the team. 
it was almost like tactically he tried to do much the same against Liverpool, but we never got that goal. And this game, we got that goal, and then we went on. And, and again, and then it was uh, t- um, Ndombele. Ndombele who yeah. came on, who we all hope gets fit or whatever's right, going yeah. on there. Because yeah. even in that brief cameo, it was a lovely little shimmy, well, that, uh, that, lovely little ball into Sun. It was, I think that's also fair, fair play to Jose. That was the substitute, those two substitutions wasn't substitutions of a man who said right it's 1-0 we're shutting up yes. shop he wanted to go and get that second and, and it, it came from the from the fellow he brought on it was brilliant and yeah. I thought Son had a relatively quiet game by his standards but yeah, yeah. good for it lucky good deflection to be fair I think the keeper might have been might have probably had it covered without Sorry, that yeah. but yeah. you know yeah. hey we'll take it um, but going back to the Bergvine I thought he he, he, he looks in a really nice little young proper Tottenham player runs yeah. hard works hard skillful I got. I worked in Holland a number of years. Got mates of PSV fans. They're gutted to see him go. Oh, really? Said he, he, the him. problem we got is he's injury prone. Oh, and lo and behold, three minutes after his goal, he gets cramped yeah, and goes crap. off. Um, <laughs> so let's see. But you know, they rate him. He's going to be their frontline striker for um, for the Euros. So yeah, he's a decent, decent he player. Really? Um, yeah, he's not the long term striker option, but he, yeah. he, he, he he's going to add something a bit different. I kind of, of when we bought them, I kind of assumed, although he didn't play it this way, Simon. I kind of assume that Bergwijn-Weinberg will play left and then some will go down the middle. But they haven't quite... So, I mean, there was, I mean, there was, I don't know if those of you listened to the Spurs of the last show, Paul Miller, the ex-player, was on the show and uh, he told us that he knows the Kane family very well. He broke the news that the Daily Mail picked up today that Kane's at Lewis, Joe Lewis's place in the Bahamas, Bahamas yeah. warm-weather training, and he's been told that Kane could be back March. Wow. Not April, not May. Uh, what have you heard? Uh, I think it's going to come out that it's going to be um, May, and I think that, well, from what I understand, they're looking at the list again, which I think is the 9th of May. Right. So, so it's, 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 it's not season. good news, yeah. I mean, let, what, let's, hope, let's hope he's well, what Paul up Miller was saying rehearsing for the cup final. Because he's had the operation, it's not like a hamstring injury when you go rest it, rest it, rest it, you run around, you go, you go, you go, it goes. The operation is yeah. meant to alleviate that happening again. That's what he, he kind of said. We'll I, see. I don't you know. You hear all the speculation. He's going to be back in six weeks, four weeks, five weeks. But the only people who know are the, are the player and, and, and mm. the medical team. Mm. You know, it's all very well everyone else saying, but it's the player himself will know. And obviously he's got a, a big summer ahead as well as hopefully a good few weeks with us, which we were Maybe it's got a lot to do with where we are. If we're top yeah, four, still yeah, in the FA Cup. Yep. It depends you know, it's got a lot you know. to do with he's it. He's got a record of coming back you know, yeah. you know, almost unheard of medically. Um, yeah. You could argue sometimes we've brought him back too early and we've been guilty of that. I'm sure, you know, Gareth Southgate hopes he stays out in the Bahamas a bit longer and maybe does mm. what you said about, you know, May. But, um, yeah, it's, we, we're always a better side with him. I'll have, I'll have said no other, personally. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was the City game. And then tomorrow night, back at the lane, uh, the Southampton uh, replay. I went to the, the first leg away. And we were generally good, but what we didn't do was close the game out or yeah. even mm. remotely look like closing yeah. the game out. You always knew what was going to happen. You, you know. always knew what was going to happen. The only, the only thing maybe, hopefully, going to our advantage, obviously, we've got no game this weekend, but Southampton do. And Southampton is still that kind they of mid-table. Mm, yeah. oh, I can't remember now. Mm. Look it up. Um, oh, so they've got a game this weekend, which is They're good. playing this weekend. So they might be looking ahead at thinking, well, they're, oh, okay. they're not completely that. out of trouble yet. I think they're the level with Arsenal, who you know, who are definitely in trouble. So they must well, be. I, they I, they I must be in trouble. I, then. I, I still, I still <laughs> say that 
Arsenal have won six games in 25 Premier League games this season. I sort of think if a team below them starts putting a little run together, they are also sort of banging trouble, which would be hilarious. Yeah, that'd be that amazing. Yeah, we have a win double West Ham and Arsenal. Yeah, um, so I'm just looking Sunday. Sorry. Well, well, they find out. It's home to Bournemouth. Home to Bournemouth. Well, there local we derby for them. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate we've got to do it, but <clears throat> that's our fault, as you said, for not closing out yeah. last mm. week because we could have had two weeks off, send the boys yeah. to Dubai, wherever they want to go on holiday. Time off, they still got they still decent have, ten days. Um, yeah, ten days off. I'm sure for Villa, I think, on the sure Sunday. The guys would have rather flown off on Tuesday of or Monday yeah. morning. Yeah. But, you know, he's got a week to off. play. I'd like to see him play a strong enough. They're not a bad side. They got thumped 4-0 on Saturday against uh, Liverpool. Mm. But, you know, they, they were one, chances, again, yeah, let's yeah, not go back chances. on VAR that we've covered that, but they were one dodgy VAR decision from going 1-0 up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not, they've had a good run, so we can't take yeah. them lightly. We've no, got to, no. um, it's our, let's be realistic, Champions League, I, I, you know, we, I don't, I think that's unlikely, so we've mm. got, to, got to go all guns for the FA Cup now, and he's got to put a team out to represent that. But again, you look at the, the draw... If we get through it, we play Norwich, who you, you think you've got bigger things. I and mean, we've already beaten Norwich at home. Yeah. You think if we get through tomorrow night, we've got a great chance of getting to the quarterfinals. And the, love, the lovely thing I realised today, if, if, and I'm, I'm, listeners don't worry, you know me, I'm not getting ahead of myself. If we get to the quarterfinals, it means our West Ham match at home will have to be rearranged, which means we'll play West Ham at the end of the season. And the wonderful oh scenario oh of my. playing them at Don't White Hart Lane, Don't we could me. send them down. <laughs> like we sent Chelsea down in 75, 35 years later, whatever it is, we could be sending... Uh, I mean, we should we do that. We could be sending... Yeah. West Ham down. Oh, we to we want that anyway because we should not be playing West Ham on a Friday night at home anyway. I mean, yeah. that, if Can I'm you imagine the police officers out the drink, there will yeah. be calling in sick that day, won't they? Can you imagine? Um, just the most, I mean, you talk about how football's running, uh, yeah. TV's running football now, but that's just bizarre. That's madness. Yeah, it's a bit of a mad game, but uh, I think we need to make sure we get win tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. We're, I, think we'll see, I think we'll see Power at least on the bench. Yeah. Power didn't yeah. play in the last under 23 games, so you kind of think. Deli Alley kind of doubts. Yeah. Bergwijn can't play. Can't play that, correct. So you're, then you've got what you're going to play Mora and Son a game, and you can argue probably about those two more could probably do with the rest. Yeah, he sort of play each game. So maybe I mean the, the great thing about Jose so far this season is he's he's thrown in some su- surprises. Maybe there'll be another one in this lineup. Hopefully, but I, I you know I think um, the Southampton game really want it to be um, this this game that sort of. Um, puts behind the hiccups that we've had because, because, you know, for over a year now we've sort of seen, we get a good result and we think, oh, okay, you know, let's push on another three, four games and let's do it. And then we always just sort of um, drop one and, and, you know, we've got some tough games coming up. Um, Mm. So it's, you know, if they go out um, tomorrow night, give Southampton a, a, a good going over, then you can feel a bit of... Tomorrow there's extra time and penalties. Isn't there? Is yeah. there extra time or is it? Or is it just penalties? No, extra time penalties. Is extra time as well? Yeah, so that can happen. And then the next round, if we get through, is on a weeknight, isn't it? They're it's, not, it's, it's a midweek yeah. mid- mid- yeah, mid- game. That's, that's a midweek game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite yeah. bizarre. We're going to have a so lot of games coming. What's your prediction for tomorrow night, Simon? Tomorrow night, 3 1. Just one? Yes. Tim? 2 1. 2 1 Spurs? I wanted to say 2 0 in my heart as a sort of, you know, a complete performance, but I think we'll edge it 2 1. I'll go 1 0 Spurs then. Okay, I'll go 1-0 Always a nervy game Nervous. I suppose um, Then obviously No game at the weekend we, we, we have this break um, Let's just sort of Talk very quickly Sort of The one thing I can't Quite Sort out yet In my head 
tactically with Mourinho? Do you think he's waiting in September to really change things again and get rid of some other players or whatever? Tactically, I still think the players don't quite know what they're no, doing. He's still, he's still, he's not on honeymoon, but it's still early days for him. You know, he's, mm. he's had what I call half a window. Mm. You know, the January window is difficult. Mm. Uh, I think uh, it's another big. We say this every summer, but this summer, we said that last summer that mm. uh, Pochettino was going to have a good summer and hopefully had quality. But I think this summer is absolutely vital that we're getting another centre forward. Mm. Um, and I, I want to see what he does with a definitely one full-back. With the, certainly the right-back. And whether he and give, they give, they give Jan one. another contract, which mm. is unlikely. Mm. Well, he, he wants two, yeah. and apparently they're, they're happy to give him one, is what yeah. I've been told. So, you know? Yeah, I think, I think this summer is absolutely... That's when I'm going to decide what, what my feelings are at the moment. Jury's out with yeah. me as a... Whether or not he's going to go forward with the club. Mm. I think the basis of the team is there. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced about it. Yeah. Um, but this summer is absolutely vital in mm. with what, we, what which way we're mm. going. Jason, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I would have sort of laughed in your face if we sort of said, I would have said, we're not going to get top four this season. It's gone. We're now four points behind Chelsea. Yep. They didn't buy anyone in the, in the transfer window. They're wobbling slightly. We've still got to go to Stamford Bridge and play them. I haven't looked at the whole run-in yet this season but I think apart from that Chelsea away Arsenal at home we played the top four five now yep. I'm not I'm not, Woolwich. I'm not count. counting Woolwich in that but you yeah. know what I mean or United, whatever. and United as we well them, but they're not top five yeah. well, we've got Wolves we've, as well yes yeah, we've got, we've got Wolves home, isn't it? yeah home, yeah. March home the of, we've, there's a lot of hard games Sheffield yeah. United away yep. yeah it's not it. there's loads yeah. of you know if you're going to Bournemouth and they need to win I mean, Bournemouth traditionally is a good place for us to go, apart from last, last year. Last season. Yeah. But, you know, there's, you know, it depends. You know, you've got, as I say, we've got, we've got to play Bournemouth away. Yeah. West Ham, you know, they hate us anyway. They're going to hate us and they're going to, especially if they need, well, they're going to need points. You know, every game is a, now it's, it's a, you know, you can't afford to, we're coming to a stage in the season where, you know, you're seeing the, the finishing line. Mm. That's why I think um, the only you know, team that can afford to drop points is Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I think you know Southampton and then the Villa game are so crucial. You know, we have had this phenomenal result on Sunday. Mm. You know, let's get another couple of wins behind us, and then all of a sudden those difficult games. You know, Wolves, Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. You know, there's a bit of a confidence, a bit of momentum. You know, but if we trip up in, in Southampton or, or Aston Villa, as you know, unfortunately we have for a good few months now, all of a sudden it becomes very, very nervous. So. I'd love top four. Um, but I'll, I'll go back to your old question. I will, yeah. take, I will take the FA Cup in fifth. No, I would take Or sixth or seventh. You know, Tim, I mean, you know, if you sort of... Apart from Chelsea, and I, I, I hope that you come Easter, we're still up there. Any of the sort of Wolves, Man United, Sheffield United, you think could... I think Man, U- Man United run? look all over the shop. Yeah. I think I, what, that Wolves game, I turned it off halfway to the second half. Awful. It was so boring. Hmm. Um, Wolves <laughs> game... Wolves, I think, will be distracted because I think they're a good side. I think they could do well in the Europa League, yes, which is more Europa games League. than the Champions yeah. League. Yeah. So they're going to play... There's last round of 32 rather than mm-hmm. 16. Yeah. Um, Sheffield United I think you know surely at some point you know, he's done an amazing job mm. but that squad is going to be tested to it so the, the, what's annoying for me is like you just need to go on a bit of a run yeah. in fact mm. 
It's ifs and buts, but frankly, we've lost and drawn some games over the last two months. If we'd won them, we'd be clear in fourth. By yeah. now. No one wants fourth. You know, it's, there's, mm. there's a big... How's every season? How's every season? Yeah. And, and it's there for the taking. And it, what a difference it will make to our lives next year. Being in Champions League, you know, we know what that means for us for the club last. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to win the Champions League, but getting into the Champions League or not getting in Champions League, more to the point, is such a big issue for the club. You know, we'd not set up a stadium and a business like that to have Europa League football, God forbid. Yeah. Would, would, you, would you have said that it would be better if we had played on this Saturday or this Sunday? Because we're on a, I'm not saying we're on a roll, but it was... The, everyone walked into the ground and if... I would say if you had asked 99% of Tottenham supporters, would you take a draw? Oh, God, yeah. Yep. They would have oh, yeah. bit oh, yeah. No yeah. question. Nil-nil, yep. boring yep. game of football. Take nil-nil and walk away <laughs> with a point. But we got away with three points, mm. which was great. Forget about the performance. The points is mm. sort of what matters. So we're on a, not on a roll, but I would have liked to played on this weekend mm. rather than the break. Yeah. Mm. Maybe a, well, maybe that's why this Wednesday game, everyone's going, oh, we've got another game again. I kind of think yeah, I'm, listen, I'm quite happy we've got a game tomorrow. Yeah, but I would be have interested rather, in how many are there I tomorrow. Would, I would have rather, I would have rather had a game on Saturday yeah. and, and keep going and end the break afterwards. Yeah. We, we've got to wrap it up. I didn't realise what the time was. Very quickly, uh, Jason, can you remember, we always ask people on their debut, can you remember your, the, the first, first time you went and saw Tottenham? I can. I, I, Come over here from New Zealand. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been here for about two weeks, and it was 1993 oh, God. in April. Who was the manager in 93? Uh, so it was um, Livermore and, and Clements. Oh, God. Oh, Clements. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. But it, was, it, was, it was when they'd, they'd really sort of kicked on. They'd, they'd lost the semi-final, um, and oh, we played... Or yeah, yeah, and we played Oldham. Went 1-0 down, oh, I think. And came back and won four one. Anderton, Shearing, right. and Barmby, you know, right. you know. So it was a, a great, a great first wow. visit. Amazing. And Simon, what about you? Oh god, I think it was nineteen seventy four. Seventy four. Yeah. Wow. I'm fifty three. Are you really? Okay. Yeah, I was. I was seventy two, seventy three. About the same. No, seventy four. Do you remember who we played? I think it was Leicester. Right. And Martin Chivers played. That was right. That was what I always remember. It was one of his last yeah. games for us. Yeah. He was there until sort of... Yeah. He was there until Terry Neal, 76. Yeah, that's Terry Neal was the manager. Yeah, okay. Right. So, I, stood in, yeah. I stood in the Paxton end. It was probably 75 then, maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe. So no, you're right. no, no, because you're right. No, Bill, Nick. Bill Nick went 74 yeah. in September. So, yeah, it must have been that it season. It was definitely then. Terry Neal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must and, have been just to Martin Chivers was... Uh, yeah, definitely Big Chiv. Big Chiv. You know, well, there we are. Big right. Um, well, we'll be back next week with Kevin Hill, Mike Rollo, ex commercial manager, continuing his stories about inside White Hart Lane. He'll be talking about the Alan Sugar years. Uh, just, just a bit here, I just wanted to flag up on um, where, where you download the podcast Spotify, YouTube, um, um, Acast, where we get sent where everyone listens from. And I just happened to check today. We've got a few countries where we have one listener, one listener, and this made me laugh. So if you're the one listener in Cape Verde, Uruguay, Aruba, Mongolia, Nepal, Belize, Brunei, Ecuador, El Salvador, or the Turks and Caicos Islands, get in touch. I'd love to know who you are and why the hell you listen. Uh, <laughs> Can Mike have a free holiday? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Turks and Caicos are very nice. I have been there. Very nice indeed. Uh, listen, Simon, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank it. you. Love to have you. Jason, thank you very much. Thank you. Tim, thanks for coming back Pleasure. on. Enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.